0: I like that you have put free Nickelback tickets in our agenda, because that is what the people need to go. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready?
1: I know you want to go to Nickelback. Yeah. This is my photograph. I don't even know if that's their song. I mean, it is their song, but I don't know if that's the lyrics.
0: Howdy! It's Wednesday, August twenty first, two thousand nineteen, and this is episode one hundred and six of Do for a Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Our shirts again? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I am wearing a red Do for a Win t-shirt right now. What? I'm so jealous. Uh, I know. I thought you would be. That's why I saved it for the show. I'm sitting here shirtless, meaning.
1: I mean, I haven't worn a shirt since we ordered the shirts just in anticipation, so I've just been waiting yeah. the
0: entire time that sounds reasonable, yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty comfy so i think I think once Craig gets his in from me, which I shipped him one this morning just to test everything out and figure out how much shipping's gonna be, and once it passes his q a we'll hopefully figure out how you all can pay us, and we'll get you out shirts. Presumably, we'll have to pay for them at some at some point. That hasn't happened yet. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you could probably once you get yours, pay the lady, the nice lady who made them. Yeah, yeah. But I got a very large box of shirts that we now need to sell to not lose our business empire. I hear they are going to repossess our Trump Plaza building if we don't. Oh yeah, good point.
1: Um, So if you'd like to support our business empire, yes. And by support, I mean. Just buy a shirt at cost. Yeah. Keep us out of debt. Uh, Yeah. You can buy a shirt. We have X. We do have extras. So.
0: Yep. So I think all the
1: information about that.
0: Yeah. What's it going to be approximately? So it it was like $4 and 50 cents for me to ship it to you today. What was the the cost of each shirt? Assuming it was not a larger than an XL. Yeah. So it should be nine bucks per shirt. So
1: we're looking at like 1350 probably. Yeah. And then if you're two X or above, it's an extra two bucks. Mm
0: hmm all right so what happened in 2006 greg you're gonna
1: be sad about this one the sands closed
0: uh, i am
1: luckily the entryway is still there on the boardwalk it is uh so they agreed to sell to pinnacle entertainment in september of 2006 closed november 11th not actually de- uh demolitioned demolitioned <laughs> demolished <laughs> until
0: 2017 no not was it I mean, really? not 2017, 2007, yeah, no. the next yeah, okay. year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: 2017. Wow, that's some bad notes. 2007, no, it didn't sit there for 11 years. That's not what happened. <laughs> uh it wasn't actually demolished until 2007. Um, and, you know, it's pretty awesome that we now have a sweet Pinnacle Entertainment Casino sitting there and definitely not just an empty lot behind the Rotunda yeah. for the people. Yeah, movie. I
0: mean, I think I think it was really sad when it happened. But since we have such a great casino resort there now, it was probably all worth it. Yeah. So, what what more can we say? Probably the nicest casino in Atlantic City. Uh it's it's certainly up there. What with the it's not even like an art park anymore. It's, yeah they took that away. It's just <laughs> nothing. The
1: Art Atlantic was that what it was <laughs> called? Yeah. I've never I've never known that as anything but an empty lot, by the way. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you weren't you didn't see it in in the heyday. Yeah. And by the heyday, I mean, I, I saw it in 2005 or 2006, so I also did not see it in the heyday. <laughs> okay.
1: I've looked at interior pictures of it, and it, is, it made me very sad.
0: But the moving walkway, craig
1: That's true. Just mirrored everything inside, as far as I could tell from the pictures. Lots of mirrored everything
0: and very low ceilings. Anyways,
1: 1906, yeah. what happened?
0: So the Blenheim opened, which transformed the Marlborough Hotel, or Marlborough House, to Marlborough Blenheim Hotel. At the time, it was the largest reinforced concrete building in the world, which is something. Uh, you would definitely recognize it if you see any photo, like any of the old black and white AC photos. That's the building that stands out
1: because it is just like no other building you've ever seen in your life. So if you've ever ever seen old pictures of the AC boardwalk... Uh, that's the sort of ridiculous looking one with the dome and big square can we, columns. I'm, I'm going to give you some work
0: and I will say that you will put a link to a picture of it in the show notes.
1: Oh boy. We'll see if that happens or not. No guarantees. That people need it
0: in their life. They do need it. It's and a gorgeous some... building.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to
0: keep cutting you off so that you can never get to this. It's demolished in 1978 to make way for the beautiful Bally's Park Place. Perhaps the most successful casino in Atlantic City today. If not for the Pinnacle Resort. (laughs) Right. Next door to it.
1: Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) it was, there was a big fight about demolishing it. It was like pushed to be put on national register of historic places and all that stuff. And money won the day and they demolished it and put up Bally's box slots. So now you've got just that giant cube next to the dentist. So the Bally's bought that whole area. (laughs) Bally's box of slots and demolished the Marlboro Blenheim and kept the Dennis tower. So the Dennis tower is what they kept so that they could have hotel rooms uh, and actually open earlier. So I don't know why they picked that instead of the Marlboro. I mean, I guess the Marlboro is pretty weird looking and, and would have stood out in a way that, yes, you know, you could retrofit the Dennis to look like the wild wild West hotel. In That's Christina, right. So apparently I mean, you could hotel. just
0: make it look perfect, which they did. So they did indeed. So speaking of box of slots, I noticed in the last episode, you did not mention going to slots a million. And I assume that was only because you forgot probably, right? You mean slots (laughs) of fun, slots Slots of of fun at the circus circus?
1: No, I did not go. I did not go to circus circus. But
0: where else can you get a 99 cent hot dog? That's a good point. It's probably not 99 cents anymore. (laughs) It's like the Michelob at, uh,
1: Casino Royale. Yeah, Casino Royale.
0: There's been inflation, and it's just not the same magic as it once was.
1: Or to bring it back to Atlantic City, like the Miller Lights at the Wild Road West. They used to be two bucks and are now three bucks. Ridiculous. 50%. That's way too much.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we asked an interesting question, uh, which came out of one of our personal Gchat conversations, which is where, at least in the early days, 90% of our content came out of (laughs) Which was, uh, so in our group, we asked how long is too long in Atlantic city? And like, what was your longest stay? And do you want to talk about some of the responses we got, Craig?
1: Yeah. I mean, part of the idea around this was that my brother was in Atlanta, was in Vegas for nine nights. And we were sort of talking like, who oh, could you even fill nine nights in, in Atlantic city?
0: Right. Uh, and, and before we, should we give our thoughts on it or do you want to go through everyone else's first?
1: Yeah, let's go through, go through the responses first. So the most of the responses were in the like two to four night being the sweet spot and and also two to four nights being sort of the longest, a lot of like three nights, four nights being the longest it seemed like two or three nights was pretty much what, what people figured mm-hmm. was the right amount. Uh, but then there's obviously big changes in terms of if you are making a much longer drive to get there, people right. say, say longer, like, uh, Chris tomorrow from art in the game podcast said, um, you know, he would prefer something like six nights. <laughs> so, because he's coming from much further north, it's a much longer trip for him, so that makes sense. So, some of, some of the ones that I'll read real quick uh, Al D said his longest was six nights, which he thought was too long. He normally does two to three nights. Lisa R said her longest trip was seven nights, and she said that was not long enough. But the true champion was Louis P. 30 nights was his longest trip, which he said he would not do again. Um, but he had sold his house and was moving to someplace outside of Las Vegas, and he needed a place to stay from, like, November to December, and he could just get the entire time comped. And so he just lived in Atlantic City for a month and was taking the Greyhound from New York, commuting four days a week at, like, 4, 5.45 in the morning. Um, he said he was too tired to gamble on weekdays, so that was probably a good thing. But he ate and drank for free, and his... Conclusion of all this is that it probably still would have been cheaper just to rent temporary housing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thirty nights—that's what a, what a man! I mean, that's just moving to Atlantic City. That's that, incredible. Yeah, that's that was awesome.
0: Do you ever feel like if we were like both bachelors, still, like the podcast would just be much better? Because you know, you could probably be like. You need to go out there for 30 nights and let me know how <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we could do that kind of reconnaissance
1: because of jobs. Eh. But certainly a lot of, you know, hey, I can take a day off on this random Thursday. Let's go to AC. Like, that would happen a lot more. Oh, yeah. Every week, I mean.
0: Yeah, like every every Thursday. <laughs> how
1: frequently do I earn a day of leave? That is how frequently that would
0: happen. <laughs> Thirty nights, my goodness! Yeah, that's yeah. A lot. So, it, so you asked me, and you you said you know Paul was in Vegas for nine nights, and and what do I think about nine nights in Atlantic City? And my impulse was nine nights would probably be a little bit too much, but I said I would have no problem with six. I think like six felt like the sweet spot to me for like longest plausible trip. So, what what do you think? So, did you have a a thought about how you would fill those six nights, or are you just thinking, like, in general, you think that's a reasonable amount of time? Well, so, it also depends, right? I'm assuming this is, like, a solo trip, not with... Because with family, you could do longer and just go to the beach and stuff, right? Right. You could treat it like any other beach vacation at at that point. But, uh, like, just with solo, I mean, I would probably be gambling a lot of those six nights. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, I I think once you get over, like, three nights, certainly over four nights, it, like, changes the dynamic of the trip, and you're you're essentially just stretching everything out. Like, I feel like I would be doing the same amount of stuff in a four-night trip as, like, an eight-night trip, but I would just be doing it all way, way slower. Like, I would be gambling less per day, and I would be, like, just lounging around and sleeping in and, like, going up to the room and taking a nap and just you know, hanging out by the pool and stuff like that.
0: For you, frankly, I think that sounds like it would be an improvement to your life though. Maybe you wouldn't be so wound up when you're in Atlantic city. No,
1: this all sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Like I, I definitely think I could fill certainly a week. I mean, I think by the end of a week I'd be like, okay, like you can go back to real life anytime, but you know, I think I could do enough. And certainly if you're ex- ex- extending it to quick driving distance out, like there's a bunch of stuff that we've said we we're going to see, or places we've said we're going to eat at that we haven't done. That if you were there for a week, all of a sudden it would open up seven lunches and seven dinners. <laughs> and yeah, we, would, having, we would
0: have no excuse for not going to all of the restaurants we have not been to.
1: Yeah, and go see Lucy the Elephant and, and yep. go spend some time in Ventnor and do all this other stuff that we don't do a lot of. So, yeah, I, I think I could fill it. I don't, think, I don't think I would feel like Seven Nights was crazy long. And I know that sometimes people will ask on our group or the Everything I See group, like, Oh, I'm you know, I'm going to gonna be in the area for a week, what can I do for the whole week? And sometimes people are like, Oh boy, like go to Philly, go do something else. I think I could spend the full seven nights in Atlantic City and not feel like, Wow, why was I here for seven nights? But part of that's also that like we know all the stuff to do. Like we yeah. follow it in such a way that we know what new is opening and like what's going on and, and where to go and that kind of stuff. So uh, not that we actually do it when we go, but, but we could if we were there for seven nights. So,
0: Yeah. So what do you think the longest time you've stayed in Atlantic City is?
1: I've never done more than a two-night trip, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: I think I've done a three-night trip, but it was like, I think I've done Thursday to Sunday, but it was a long, it was a while ago.
1: Yeah, I'm fairly confident I've never done more than two nights, which mm-hmm. seems crazy. But I guess, you know, it's not like, like, it's such a quick trip for me. It never really even occurred to me to do it because it's like, well, I'll just go back when I want to go again. Yeah. I say, as someone who hasn't been, but once this year. One time. Yeah. What the hell? Worst Atlantic City podcasters ever. Worst year ever. Except I did go to Vegas for four
0: nights. Right. I went to Hong Kong and Macau for whatever, eight days or whatever it
1: was. This is, this is now the World and Casino Biz Podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of the Facebook group, we had, this was probably around a month ago, it was, it was quite a while ago, but we've had some full episodes, so we haven't had time to get it in. But something that I noticed was people were asking for recommendations for breakfast places. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this thread. but Yes, uh, sure. The number one response by pretty fair margin i think was was gilchrist and then kind of also up there there was like a bunch of the uh the taco place and tropicana and a few others sure yeah but do you know what it seemed like to me was the second most popular choice by pretty wide margin capricious buffet no it was it, it was probably at least five people that recommended this but country kitchen oh yeah Okay. Next to the Days Inn, which is a place that when I saw how many people recommended it, I'm like, man, I've, like, that place is a blast for the past for me. Because, like I've said many times, I stayed in the Hilton every single time I came the first, you know, whatever, 10 trips I took to Atlantic City. So, to go anywhere, I had to walk right by that country kitchen. And I just, I've never been, and it never occurred to me that it could be good. So... But apparently it's good. So I, I feel like I need to check out the Country Kitchen. I need to walk right by the Gilcrest and go to Country <laughs> Kitchen. I'd go. I say that. I feel like I say I'd go to, to everything and, and we just don't. I'll do it. My next two-night trip, I will do one breakfast at Gilcrest and one breakfast at Country Kitchen.
1: So my feeling about Country Kitchen is always that it's like, it's probably just perfectly acceptable gluttonous breakfast food. Uh-huh. And I'm basing this on like their social media and what they post, and and it looks good. Uh, do, do looks you good. follow the Country Kitchen? Oh, of course. Oh,
0: I didn't know that was a possibility. I need to look into that. I don't
1: think they've posted it. They used to post a lot. When I only followed like you know maybe a dozen Atlantic City accounts. Is this
0: is this like the incredible, infamous? Nah, not infamous, just famous Casino Royale Twitter that just posted, like, three times a day, every day, being like, come get a $1 <laughs> <laughs> uh, They de- They definitely posted probably, like, every day with some
1: picture of either just a ridiculous-looking pancake waffle, like, with crazy stuff all over it, or a weird coffee drink that looks like it's legitimately just, like, drip coffee with some whipped cream and, like, a colored syrup on top. It's like, there's no way that actually tastes good, but it makes me want it. So, but yeah, I don't don't know that they've really posted lately and that makes me sad. I'm going to have to go back and look and see if they are still posting and just getting lost in the shuffle of all the, you (laughs) You got algorithmed
0: out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you throw them some more hearts, man, let that algorithm know that this is the content that you want.
1: It's a good point. I should, I should really be like, make sure you bump all of the country (laughs) kitchen right to the top of my feed. I mean, you don't have Haven anymore, so what else could take its place but Country Kitchen? Yeah, I should probably set alerts on my phone so that anytime <laughs> they tweet, I get it sent directly to me.
0: <laughs> Considering half of our, our G Chat conversations that aren't about Atlantic City are about how hungry you are at like two because you haven't gotten lunch yet, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good point. Yeah, I just don't eat lunch anymore. Uh, I have like
0: a granola bar and a banana. That's terrible. You're a terrible person. <laughs> right. So I just, I had to mention that. I just was blown away by all the love and support for Country Kitchen. And I had never even realized that it was a real place that people really went and enjoyed. So I'll have to give it a try.
1: You know who else has breakfast? Hard Rock Cafe. Anyways, moving on. What's... <laughs> I hear you owe me some,
0: a meal at the Hard Rock Cafe. I
1: do owe you a meal at, at some Hard Rock eating establishment.
0: Yes. The one in Baltimore, the one in... Hard Rock, Atlantic City, any Hard Rock.
1: Oh, I thought it was specifically Atlantic City.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't care. I at this point, just to get, Cafe get my payment, I'll accept anything.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. The air show was today. That happened.
0: Cool. I mean, the air show is a big deal, right? It
1: is. We didn't really talk about it very much at all, but uh, there were certainly a lot of tweets about it. Looked very cool today. This this year was the first year that they added the like preview night, which was last night. Apparently traffic was very bad getting out, which is annoying for people stuck in traffic, but a good sign
0: for crowds and and everything for a Wednesday. The lesson, as always, is don't try to leave afterwards. Just go gamble for a few hours, and then it'll probably be better. Yeah, exactly.
1: Go gamble. Stay the night in a potentially... eh, Rooms are probably pretty expensive tonight, I would guess. Probably. With the air show. Not a typical Wednesday night rate, I'm guessing. Probably not. Speaking of... Free rooms and other free things. I can get free tickets for this Saturday to Nickelback, Kyle, at the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah. And and both Friday and Saturday night comped during the summer in August. This That's absurd. Yeah. I was shocked when I got that email today. I mean, I have no interest in seeing Nickelback. I have lots of interest in a free room. I mean, I'm not going to use it, but... I was very excited about the... I was like, oh, really? Free Friday and Saturday? That's crazy.
0: It's like the email I get every single week from both Tropicana and Resorts, (laughs) where they're like, I know you're technically not comped on Saturdays, but yeah, we got a comp for you.
1: Sweet. Speaking of Resorts, I just got my mailer today for September and October. Seven nights? Sunday through Thursday rates as low as $49 in September. Wow. But wait, October...
0: Rates as low as $39. Wow. You really are on their shit list. That is the rack rate, probably. Yeah, it's not great. Resorts, no.
1: not huge fans of me and the podcast. What can and I say?
0: unfortunately, you are a huge fan of resorts. So you can only blame yourself for allowing your relationship to have deteriorated to this point. Because you always are like, yeah, maybe we should gamble at resorts. And then you never do. So I think it all goes back to when I stayed
1: there one night. And it was the night that I was really, really sick. And I used my bus credit and that was it. And I actually didn't even use my bus credit in time. It expired because I just went up to the room and went to bed. And then I went down and they're like, I guess we'll give this to you today instead of yesterday. And then and I used the way, it. Yeah. And then I used leave. it and I was like, mm, okay, I'm going to check out. and go.
0: Also blacklisted you from right. the system.
1: Yes, exactly. That is exactly what happened. So I don't know what I have to do to rebuild trust. It's like a parent kid relationship where it's like you need to earn our trust back. That's how I feel about resorts.
0: Yeah. Resorts is like my dad. Really. It's not undeserved in either case. Yeah. You've abandoned. No one, no one trusts you anymore. Yeah. Not mad,
1: just disappointed (laughs) resorts. That's what their mailer actually said to me. Yes.
0: (laughs) At least they're not giving you the uh, punitive rates. It's not like $199. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm off the punitive rates on Caesars,
1: which makes me happy. But
0: anyways, (laughs) Uh so Linda W posted in the Facebook group that the wheel at Steel Pier has gone down in price from sixteen ninety nine to nine ninety nine, which I think is pretty reasonable, frankly, for what you get there. I think ten dollars is
1: super fair. Yeah, I think once you get into you know, you have a single digit no- dollar amount at the start of it, I think you're starting to get into just like whatever, ten bucks, it's nothing. Mm. You know.
0: Fifteen, you're like, ooh, fifteen. There are tables inside that are fifteen bucks. I mean, it it certainly was pricey when uh I paid for me and my wife and kid to go up and it was 50 bucks, but 30 bucks is much more reasonable. So, I mean, this is something I can get behind. Yeah, I
1: I think it's great. Uh you may know this wheel as the low roller. The low roller, of course. Um, I still haven't done it and it's it's on my list. I would like really? to do it. And and $10, that's that's uh I feel like that's the price it should be.
0: Oh yeah. No, there's How have you not done it? There's no excuse for that. <laughs> You're in Hard Rock so much you you didn't you didn't give it the hard sell. Uh, just like the uh, the high roller bar was not given the hard sell.
1: The high roller, as we talked about, our friend Craig did not give it the proper hard sell. Well, he should be embarrassed. Maybe I just don't like wheels. I just don't like big wheels. You hate circles, except for big wheels. The little tricycles the kids had, I did like this. Or like this big wheel,
0: the casino game.
1: Oh yes. We should go play some big wheel we should go to the horseshoe when i come down in in a month play
0: that giant slot machine that you want all that money on i did win a lot of money on that humongous slot machine <laughs> dave was so mad for reasons i don't fully understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should go go after those game before those games something something yeah, like that i i uh so i went to the orioles game a couple months ago with my oldest son and we parked at the horseshoe but i did not go in unfortunately because i hear they don't let three-year-olds in oh yeah good point i could have just like buckled into the car i guess and been like i'll be back in a bit <laughs> that's what they do in maryland it's actually home. not that funny because all the time so yeah <laughs>
1: yes that is uh that was maryland live where that kept happening right yeah oh boy um yeah don't do that psa don't don't do that so anyways ct stuff happened yeah caesar's entertainment for the uninformed kevin ortsman he was the head of all three Atlantic City casinos for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. It says only since 2017. feels like it was longer than that. But we learned before in the episode that 2017 and 2007 are the same year, so it's fine. Uh, got fired, basically. Yeah. Out of here. No longer with the company. He was the regional president of Bally's Atlantic City, Caesars Atlantic City, and Harris Resort Atlantic City. Thoughts? Is this...
0: The death blow to all of Caesar's
1: entertainment in Atlantic City.
0: I hear they'll probably go out of business and have to get sold to another company. To oh wait, that already happened. So <laughs> <laughs> not really. He was being sued by a former employee, right? Yeah, about so the, this, some inappropriate the story, conduct. The story was he was making out with one of his subordinates at some company party, and a different employee uh, kind of whistle blew on him, who he then retaliated against and and eventually fired so my personal ethics advice is you probably don't want to do any of that if you're an executive like (laughs) the whole string of things that happen doesn't sound too great so you're no fun uh i don't know uh so that obviously
1: you know Caesar's just not making any statements about like oh yeah that's why um but it does sort of (laughs) make me wonder you know with new ownership coming in like this is an easy person to cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems
0: like if you're like looking to trim some head cow, you know, be like, this guy seems like a good candidate to get rid of. Yeah. Um, I mean, and certainly like we've
1: lamented the lack of updates at Caesars and, and Bally's, but I'm going to guess that that's coming from above him. And it's not like he's like, you know what we should do is just let these properties rot. <laughs> While I make out with my employees. <laughs> hmm, good point. Maybe that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> Uh, so the other thing that happened with CET actually before last episode, but we didn't get to it, was they had their quarterly earnings call uh, with Tony Rodeo, the president, oh, who knows yes. if he will continue to be the president.
0: The president for maybe like two weeks of CET.
1: Yeah. yeah we haven't heard anything about the plans for that. I mean, it, the deal's going to still take probably a year to go through or close to a year. So uh, he, he did talk about Atlantic City and obviously Tony Rodeo knows Atlantic City and worked with, uh, worked for Tropicana in Atlantic City. And he sort of was like, yeah, you know, we're not doing great there. (laughs) Uh, So his quote, I'll link to the David Danzis article from Press of Atlantic City, said, particularly at Caesars Atlantic City, not so much at Harrah's, I think we could be deploying a little bit more capital dollars to create some incentives and some non-gaming amenities that give people a reason to come and visit our property. Yes, please.
0: Please do that. (laughs) (laughs) You like it when they deploy the capital dollars? Yes. Create some incentives? Deploy all the capital dollars.
1: Yeah. And he actually uh, specifically name checks Hard Rock. He said that if you look at the properties that are successful, and I think Hard Rock is turning it around a little bit, it's properties that have reinvested in the experience. And I think that we have failed to do that over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. Sounds good because Caesars isn't so nice anymore
1: yeah so are you does that give you some optimism that this is going to happen
0: maybe you know i think tony Rodio is very competent i think that was kind of you know there's there's at least some correlation there because certainly tropicana did very well when he was at the helm and i think caesar's is a property that there's no reason shouldn't be doing well if they did deploy the capital dollars <laughs> yeah. deploy, which i think deploy the capital dollars has, has got to be the title of the episode <laughs> in need of Uh, I will also note that (laughs) Bally's also would need the capital dollars deployed for it not to be a shithole. But he did not mention that, which, you know, was interesting. That's a good point. Especially for a man who has my thoughts on the future of Bally's. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really think too much about that uh, in terms of just
1: omitting (laughs) Bally's. I mean, I don't know the the full comments. Maybe he did talk more about Bally's. Um, But part of me took all this with a big grain of salt just because like, yes, he can say this as somebody who knows Atlantic City and someone who is the CEO of Caesars, but Caesars has not yet gone through the merger acquisition process with El Dorado. So he's not speaking for El Dorado. So who knows what El is going to come in and say like, oh yeah, that would be great to spend money on Caesars, but Caesar's just, you know, Atlantic City is just not a priority or who knows what they're going to say. So I would feel much better about the, these kind of statements if the sale hadn't happened. Whereas it's not like I feel bad about it. I just feel very neutral about it. I feel like this doesn't really tell us a whole lot of anything.
0: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, I think given the fact that we don't know what his role is going to be once everything gets completed, I think that's super fair.
1: Yeah, but I I sort of appreciated the honesty of like, oh, yeah, we have neglected this place. (laughs) So that was nice. Deploy the capital dollars. Deploy the capital dollars. I think that just leaves us with July revenue. Speaking of capital dollars.
0: Yeah. How many capital dollars did we make in july we as due for
1: win made negative capital dollars because we uh, paid that's for shirts
0: not, not true i thought we did not pay for shirts
1: <laughs> that's a good point we haven't paid for any shirts yet you paid for hosting that's negative
0: yeah yeah that's true pay for hosting every month
1: uh i got money to bet on black on roulette which i did not win my bet from a listener so sounds like you broke even so that's yeah that's zero capital dollars
0: <laughs> so we were at like whatever minus ten dollars or whatever the hosting is yeah yeah, that's we, we are deploying the capital dollars in August, maybe for these shirts. All right. So anyway, in July, the kind of big news coming out of it is Borgata coming up big with an $80 million month. We have not seen the likes of this since I believe 2016. Yes. Borg also had an $80 million month in July of 2016. So it's been a while. And other than that, it looks like it was the biggest month that we've ever tracked I was reading through the data
1: when it came out and I was sitting in my office and I audibly said, Holy shit. When I saw the 80 point, whatever from Borgata, yeah. cause I was just, it's such a huge number. And especially with the two new casinos taking money from everybody, I just didn't think that that was in the cards for anybody. So to see that was pretty amazing. And I think so. the first thing I did, I think once I saw the data was go create that SpongeBob meme I posted in the Facebook group. You did, uh, jokingly, with us saying we thought that Hard Rock could make more money than Borgata. Yeah,
0: and, and though I do have to say, I don't know if you want to jump this yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Hard Rock had it had maybe maybe even was the bigger story this month. I agree. And they put up almost thirty nine million dollars. I mean, I think it is kind of what we were expecting when they first opened. It's just taking them a little while to get there, but finally seem to be putting up the months that they're capable of. And I think, a, you know, nearly $40 million month is like right in line of what they should kind of be doing in July.
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting because I was worried a little bit about, you know, the initial buzz of la- like, I thought last summer they were going to, they were going to put up just crazy numbers, but it seems like really last summer, they spent a lot of money to acquire players. And now we're seeing the benefits of that. And they're really st- starting to hit their stride. And so, to me, I mean that's it's not just the thirty-eight million, which is a, a really good number in and of itself. It's that they're opening up a pretty big gap between them and Tropicana. So Tropicana had you know a pretty reasonable month at, at twenty-nine million, but to still for Hard Rock to still beat them by you know nine point five or whatever they beat them nine point six million dollars. Like that's pretty good, and and to have that kind of gap and. And to be showing that kind of growth year over year where they were, you know, 20%, 19.5% better than last year, which was their first full month. But, you know, you'd think there would be a ton of hoopla. Like, they obviously advertised a ton. We went on opening day. It was packed. To really be seeing that a year later in the revenue is a good thing.
0: Yeah, The other stories are Ocean was up 20 20- one percent from 2018 so it went from 15.8 million to 19.2 million which i mean the main takeaway from that is 15.8 million was incredibly embarrassing <laughs> their first month but yeah i actually found uh, this number really disappointing yeah it's still not good i mean 19.2 million is not great it is actually down from june yeah it's pretty, yeah, it's kind of shocking that July
1: was worse for them than June. I mean, by whatever, $900,000. So
0: I I think kind of the other pieces of big news from this are uh, Tropicana continues to look like the big loser of 2019 to me. They were down, whatever, 13.8% from last year. And Golden Nugget just also continues to have what looks to be a pretty horrible year with uh well they were only down 3% from last year but their last year July month was horrific and lower than either June or right. August which just does not happen in Atlantic City <laughs> right. so it, it was a very bad month for for Golden Nugget
1: yeah i mean Caesars minus -15% Bally's -13.6% uh is two of the biggest losers i think that's sort of continuing a trend for those two properties you know tying it back to what Tony Rodeo was talking about in that earnings call where those two properties are really lagging behind, and probably because of a lack of investment. Um, so I was trying to think. You know, we we like to make a lot of these one month trends, certainly more than anyone should make about a month. But yeah, uh,
0: do you that's think people demand?
1: So what I was wondering is like, is this shift to the north side of the boardwalk where you've got now Hard Rock that's doing very well, you've got Ocean that you know is not actually doing great, uh, and you've got resorts. It does, it feels like the buzz is more around that northern part of the boardwalk, whereas before it really was, you know, Bally's Wild Old West Caesars was the heart of the boardwalk. And I sort of don't, don't feel that way anymore, like when I'm physically there. So I don't know if that is, if we're seeing that in the revenue, or is it just that, you know, the stagnation of Caesars and Bally's is causing (laughs) their own demise?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure where, which way the causation goes there, right? Like, I guess if you look at the numbers, like, sure, money is flowing to the north side of the boardwalk, but, I mean, I would think that's more because of the product that Caesars and Bally's is putting out than, like, people that really want to go to ocean or resorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, or that, see I think that's see the beautiful funny. husk that is the showboat.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, these two things don't happen in, I, you know, in isolation, right? Like, mm-hmm. these new things opened,
0: and caesars feels old like those those two things are both true (laughs) certainly hard rock being up there it it does draw some people away from caesars and bellies but i don't know how much geography really has to do with it
1: so bogan in the facebook group bogan friend of every podcast mentioned that the uncertainty about this el dorado caesars merger and the uncertainty about you know el dorado I hope I'm not putting too many words in his mouth, but El Dorado not having a reputation of being great for players could be making people think like, maybe I should not be putting my money, my gambling dollars into Caesars Entertainment when I don't know what the return is going to be for me in terms of comps going forward. I thought that was an interesting point and something I hadn't really thought too much about. Cause to me, I was always, I was sort of feeling like, well, it's good. It's Caesars Entertainment. And it's still going to be Caesars our Caesars rewards it's still going to be Caesars rewards but you know i don't know I, do you think people are that in tune like the average player is that in tune with these changes that they're like whoa eldorado not a good reputation let's let's like no, hold
0: up on that i don't think so i mean i think we've certainly seen if there's like if a casino's in its death rattles people will stay away mm-hmm. but I don't think people are staying away because of the merger, necessarily. I think it's more the product itself. Yeah, I mean, I think there could be... I mean, uh, to me, I think Harris is kind of doing okay-ish. They're kind of middle of the pack compared to the other casinos. So, I mean, I don't don't think it has to do with with the brand, really. I mean, I think it has to do with the product more.
1: I could see... I, I definitely think it has to do with the product also, but I could see sort of the the bookends of the market where the really low end casual players, someone like me, but like someone who gambles the amount that I gamble, but doesn't actually pay attention to Atlantic city stuff, just vaguely hears about this merger and are like, "Oh, it's going to be El Dorado. Like I don't, I would go to Caesars. I don't go to El Dorado. Uh, and then the really high end player who plays a lot, is more is more in tune with like what it actually means and is looking up how Eldorado treats players but that, i think that's you know like the you know, you're two percent on each end i don't think that's yeah a big, big i think you're over analyzing this a little bit that's the fun of having a podcast is that's, that we get to over analyze this the way you live your life it absolutely is it's great
0: i don't know otherwise this episode would have been 12 minutes long uh, i do want to say that uh I looked when I said that Harris was doing fine compared to Caesars and Valleys, and they're actually doing worse—the worst out of the three of them this year compared to last year. So, yeah. you know, I think July it itself—what what, what happens when you just make statements without checking the facts first? <laughs> well, their July itself
1: is not terrible. You know, minus yeah. minus minus five percent year over year, but yeah, their their year so far has been atrocious, which is really shocking, right? Because I mean, you it's know, not the,
0: not atrocious; certainly, much much better than Trap and Golden Nugget, who really have had just atrocious years, but. Yeah, Uh, but, I mean, as far as, like,
1: within CET, to be...
0: They're all basically the same, frankly. They're all within, like, a quarter percent of each other.
1: Yeah, I certainly would have thought that, just given the investment, Harris would be doing better than the other two Caesars properties, but that hasn't really happened.
0: I mean, they're doing better in absolute terms. (laughs) Yeah. By a pretty wide margin, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I do sort of wonder, like, sometimes we focus so much on the
0: the changes the, the percent changes yeah, yeah the
1: Delta or whatever right like the red yep. the red and green on our on our, little, on our little spreadsheet of like the percentages whereas you know and especially when we talk about the rankings the the people the accountants at these places don't care about that stuff they probably do care about the change they, in terms of trends real. like they that, in ter- because they have expectations about what they should get in a given month and probably based on the previous year uh but you know, as long as they're hitting some certain number, it's that, like, raw number that they care about more than... And they're going to have a deeper understanding, obviously, of, like, right. well, July of 2018 was pure luck or it was pure shit luck. I mean, <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> Certainly, if uh, if you had told me coming into this year that, like, Harris would be beating Tropicana in terms of earnings, I would have never believed you that that was possible. But they are, and it's not because they're having a great year. It's because Tropicana's just doing horrible. And like, frankly, Kara's is very, very close to hard rocks. Total number Mm -hmm. though. I I suspect that gap's going to get wider as the year goes on. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. They're doing medium, (laughs) much better than Tropicana. Certainly. Yeah. So I, I actually with
1: Tropicana, you know, with the shift to El Dorado, where this sort of decline coincides with, it's certainly not a great look just again, in terms of the raw numbers and in terms of the change, But I forget – I feel bad. I forget who actually said it. I don't think it was Bogan. I think it was somebody else. Uh, That Eldorado's thing is to basically spend less on acquiring players, like give less comps Mm -hmm. so that their cost is less. So, like, you don't see that reflected in the revenue. So maybe they're getting less revenue, but they're also giving away less to get that revenue. So to them it balances out, even though it doesn't look good in our spreadsheet – like it actually ends up balancing out to them where they don't care. Like they don't care that this looks bad. They know that what they've changed in their back end of what they're incentivizing players to do is balancing this out. So that would uh, be really interesting to see. But the numbers, it's pretty big. Uh, it's it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a pretty big difference.
0: It's like look, I'm not like some financial analyst genius, but to You're me not? it's 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 hard to believe that for the vast majority of companies, let's say like There's two ways you can run your company, right? And like, let's say profitability is going to be about the same. And one is with like very high revenues and high costs. And one is with low revenues and low costs. Like, every single company would a million times over take the first one, right? I mean, it's just going to look much better for them and, you know, going to make their lives easier and make their valuation better. And I think there is
1: a lot of people like really love when they see that you've cut costs
0: but i don't yeah, know that how relevant that is to colorado it's not you know like, what people really love when your revenue goes up yeah i mean certainly if they think you're just spending money like a drunken sailor they're not going to be like super <laughs> impressed but like I, i'm a revenue kind of guy so it's interesting it's all
1: it's this is the kind of stuff that we totally get off on right is like thinking about this stuff in these terms and
0: not really i don't think about it a lot but again i'm not a like a market guru so
1: you're not allowed to say that you, once you have the mba that's
0: true. Okay, I am it's, a market
1: guru. It's your job to say... Mine's even you, kind
0: of in finance, so I guess it's...
1: You are a financial... Or should I say
0: finance? Yes.
1: <laughs> a financial analyst genius. You should be able to go into any industry and yep. be an analyst. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and just total market guru. Um, mm. I think both of us, really, even though my MBAs in information systems. But moving on. Hey, when are we going to Atlantic City, dude? So I think... One thing I'll pitch to our hypothetical future trip, I had this thought, is should we do a marina trip, even though our trip two trips ago is a marina trip, where one of us stays at the Golden Nugget and one of us stays
0: at Harris? We could. Um, I don't know. How interested are you at staying at Golden Nugget? Because I keep saying I need to do it, but still it's like totally unappealing seeming to me. I'll totally stay at Harris. I would love that. I don't don't pay for half of your Golden Nugget room since it won't be free. I like it. I think that we should figure this out. This is, this is, I don't know
1: when I'll be able to really push for a trip. I'm hoping not too long. Yeah, man. So one thing worth mentioning at the Golden Nugget is their status match is typically not very good yeah that's
0: true but the everything ac
1: casino group
0: variation makes it all the more worthwhile
1: right so they status match and they put a big thing on your card that says match or whatever they put right that's right and that
0: is why you have to go back to the bally's player card desk like five times to get upgraded to <laughs> diamond with it
1: right and, and if your chairman or whatever status you have it doesn't actually get you like lounge access or anything like i don't even understand what the match gets you with the match, that it's just a neater card. I don't know. But if you're a member of the Everything AC Casinos group, which I'm assuming most of our Facebook group members are, and probably a lot of our listeners are, and you have a matchable status, they will match it without the match card. So they will give you the full benefits as though you earned that membership and you'll be able to go to the lounge and do all the other things that you get. So I wanted, I need to do that. Because I need to complete my status match Daisy Chain, uh, and Golden Knight I think is the only one I haven't done.
0: Uh, yeah, Tropicana, man, those...
1: I guess. I don't. But I, does, does Trap really match
0: anymore? I feel like I haven't heard anything but, from them in a long time. I don't know if they do or not. And even when they did match, it wasn't like a great match. Because when I even when I was Diamond, I only got matched to Gold, which yeah, for is three months nothing. Yeah, basically. and, and short term, right? And it doesn't get you anything. Uh, the other thing is their Platinum. I think was the the one you wanted, but.
1: Hard Rock was it, at least the last time I heard, like right after we went last time, they were matching again. Even if you had matched before, they would match mm-hmm. Diamond back up to Rock Royalty. Nice. So I need to get on that. And I feel like I'm probably going to miss out on it. But
0: When's it end? Uh, Do you know? I don't they know.
1: I don't think they've announced a date. I don't know what the date is, but uh, I will check real quick.
0: Well, while you are checking, I can close this up and then we can come back around to you. So if you'd like to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content, including a video poker crawl on downtown Las Vegas at do for a win.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio and now Spotify, but not YouTube. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Laskin or send Craig questions at do for a win at gmail dot com you get anything?
1: No. It no. says it says new members only on the site,
0: but I've heard contradic- mm. contradict the information about that. Hmm. Well, we'll have to do more research, so we'll have one piece of content for episode one oh seven. If anybody
1: has rematched recently, let us know. So when are we doing a day trip, Craig? I think I think we should aim bigger. I think we should aim for an overnight trip.
0: Oh, you said you weren't gonna be able to do an overnight for a long time, so I'm starting to
1: feel softer about that stance. So we'll see. We'll see. How, we'll see. All right. I should mention the downtown Las Vegas video poker crawl write up is posted. So if you I... didn't hear enough about it in the last episode, you can reread everything about it with recommendations about where all to go in the order to do it in.
0: It's like you didn't even listen to my sign off. I didn't. I was looking I can, up hard. Rock. I can tell. <laughs> 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 this is the amazing content that you all signed up for. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. It was funny. You should keep that in. You like to cut things a lot.
1: I do like to cut things. I know.
0: I'll leave. Sometimes, it. usually when you cut things, it's it's fine. But sometimes you cut things and it's funny things. Well,
1: I will leave that.